Conversation Hats Podcast. Oh my love. Don't you get us demonetized, I swear my to God. Darling. Oh, hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. And welcome to the Conversation Hat Podcast. Podcast. It's the live stream one where we're doing it as a live stream and then releasing it later, how you're listening to it now, unless you're listening to it on the live stream with these lovely people. Hello, lovely people. But yeah, you're hearing us and we're here. You're here. We're all here. It's a new year. Happy days. Ben is coming at you live through the medium of sound. Uh, mm-hmm. I, Liam, am coming at you through the medium of smell, which as Laura will right attest... Right in your ear holes. As Laura will attest, is nothing new. Um, Scrubbing up your nose. Today's podcast is brought to you the scent of lavender. Why oh. do we like it? It's gross. Um, hi, pod babies. I like the smell. I like the smell of lavender. Weird. Today, just like the thing that Ben just said, we're celebrating failures. Times that things have happened that haven't gone very well. It's a big celebration of failure because what what better way to reign in the new year? Then celebrating uh, stuff going wrong. Yeah, things yeah. are shit sometimes, aren't they? Things are shit sometimes. Uh, we mentioned a lot of the a lot of the New Year's resolutions. They crumble and tumble and don't go very far. Yeah, and that's fine. It happens with loads of stuff. Let's explore some of those things today. I feel like a failure pretty much most of the time. Ah, <laughs> how about you, Ben? How often do you do you feel like you're a failure? I, I also feel like you're a failure 90% of the time. You know what? I'd be mad if I hadn't completely set that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's 100% fair enough right there. Um, but also, I mean, I fuck think you. Every, yeah. Every, everyone has uh, moments. Everyone, everyone fucks up from time to time. I don't think I've ever done it to the point where it's, like, catastrophical. I've never ended the world... No, nor I. Or a person's Sometimes life. I've put my dinner in the oven and then come back 45 minutes later and the oven hadn't been turned on. I, as the, as the live stream viewers will know, I once accidentally punched a woman in the face in a club. Like, we've all done stuff that we um, shouldn't have. <laughs> that wasn't... I once told the wrong person that I loved them because I didn't recognise the number ringing on my phone. And my... Heavens, did they sound similar. <laughs> I was going to say, like, um, it wasn't just that you realised that you didn't know what love was because you're a child. <laughs> <laughs> and like, oh, no, sorry, actually, in fact, you're not the one. So when I, when I said, uh, so I, I love you that at our four-week anniversary, that was actually wrong. It wasn't insincere. It, was, it wasn't insincere. I, I believed it at the time, and I truly did. But yeah. now I've learned what love is, and it was not, it was not that. You, you just you, you let me play with your Beyblades, and yes. that, that is not love. I have, I have learned that um, that's, just, that's just sharing. Sharing Beyblades is not love. So we've gathered up a few stories of uh, times that other people messed up. Um, so, so it's not all about us for once. Uh, ben, do you want to go all. first? Not all, some definitely. Now, Liam, we many times I've I've started a conversation like this. Burma. <laughs> he loves Burma. He won't right. stop about fucking Burma. Always, always, always on about, on about Burma. Burma. He loves it. He loves Burmese cats. 
That's yep. One of the things he loves. Burmese Burmese pythons. Burmese pythons. Yeah, go on. Can't think of any other more Burmese. It feels like there would be another one, but there's not. Yeah, Burmese. We'll figure that out later. Do you know much about the Burmese capital? Uh, no, I think you would be impressed by how little I know. Well, prepare to be learned something, boy. Oh, bloody hell. I'm so ready. The purpose-built city of Napi Dwa. I, yeah. Really, diff- really difficult when I forget to get Google to say the word out when I've written it down. Do you want me to get Google to say it? You get Google to say it. Yeah, that's, you spell that's it. the How to pronounce Burmese capital city. Oh, Myanmar. Myanmar. No. Oh, no. N-A-Y-P-Y-I-D-A-W. Napidra. That's a Squarespace advert. Hang on. I don't know if I trust this YouTube enough to put it on the screen. Napidor. Unveiled a decade ago. I think it was 2000, yeah, over a decade ago, it was a purpose-built city. Because you know how cities like London, they'll start off small and then more people will come and live there and it will grow in in weird twisty shapes and funny corners and round and circles and Mm. all shove, shove, shove. Yeah. The Burmese people did not want to do this. So they built their capital like ready-made. Okay, yeah. I mean, we're going to have a lot of people coming and living here. Let's make it big. Yeah. It is a it is a 4.8 thousand square kilometers, which is roughly six times the size of New York. Wow. There are streets that have up to 20 lanes. There's a safari park, zoo, four golf courses. Wow. Huge skyscrapers. Free Wi-Fi, many restaurants. It sounds great, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, so far. What a fantastic, bustling, vibrant capital city. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it's not got anyone living there. I mean, that's very important to a bustling metropolis, isn't it? Like, having people. It's pretty crucial. I mean, it needs... It's got to, to, for it to bustle. You'd think so. Definitely. Really, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, okay. It, it, was, it was built by the military regime, but they expected people to go and move in and live there. But no one did. I mean, that they did they not have a capital already? See, now you're asking questions about something that I haven't looked up. Okay. Uh, it's reported that a million people live there. Right. Although, um, not 100% sure on that. I believe that it's a... Not necessarily the proudest thing that the proudest accomplishment. It looks amazing. Yeah. I mean, I did. There's no way that you can see the pictures, but Google it. So it, there are people living there. It, it's possible to live there, is, there. It's just that there's not enough people for what was actually built. Is that the gist of it? Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. That's fun. There's there's people you can still go visit. Yeah. So there are people working there in to the do. hotels and for. There's, you know, there is a community living there. Yeah, just not just big. Not one for the size. That's so interesting. Yeah, introvert paradise, as uh, as spicy choices in the in the chat. Absolutely, like that's perfect to me. Like if I know, 
the only person I, I have to interact with today is, is the robot that makes my coffee. Sign me up. I'll, I'll go there. I don't care if it's built by a regime. That's really cool. I, yeah, I, uh, that's a perfect example of uh, a well-intentioned, reasonably I mean, planned it... idea that just sort of went wrong. Do we know I mean, why? they made it. Yeah, they did, they did do it. It's just that I guess there was no need to actually do it because the thing about uh, native populations is that they tend to already have houses. Yeah. Crucially. Um, it says, I've read in here, I've made a note of it, um, nearby hotel zone. There was a restaurant built inside a salvaged aeroplane that was apparently wrecked and bought there as an attraction. Okay. It was empty apart from a couple enjoying Valentine's Day lunch. <laughs> that cost $5, which is more than twice what the low-income workers would earn in a day. Wow. So that's probably why not a lot of people have moved there. Yeah, because the pay's crap, I guess. No one can afford it. Yeah. Yeah, probably no one can afford to live there, and things will have to stay expensive because no one lives there. That's... I was looking for this. Yeah. I think this was, this was the biggest one, but there was also one in um, uh, Turkmenistan... Where right. they built a huge, just a similar sort of thing, not quite on this scale, mm. but then no one went to move, no one moved in to really live there, so property tax <laughs> went up enormously. So then no one wanted to move to live there, and then a town started called New, expensive modern city, and people started living there instead because it was cheaper. It's a great name. If it wasn't called expensive, maybe you'd get more people living. Although it, it attracts a certain kind of person. Like, going out of your way to uh, state that you're being ripped off is a great way to attract um, the wealthy hipsters. Well, yeah, a lot of, um, a lot of the houses there have uh, got owners. Right, yeah. But they don't live there. They've just bought it and gone, right, I'll sit on this until... Until the property value increases. Un until something, yeah. Yeah. Tell me, on this show that is about things fucking up, yes. that we have had to change the date of twice... <laughs> Because things fucked up. Only once. I think we only changed it once. I tell think. me. Tell me of these things. What tell things? me of the things that you have found that are fucked. So I... What was good but is now shit? I have two things. I think you have more things than I do, so I don't know if you need to do two in a row. I've got very small things. <laughs> I know, we've all seen your OnlyFans. <sighs> 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 Goshers. Uh, yeah, no, I could do one. Um, I, I have a story of America's shittiest science projects. Ben, what do you think of... Is it think Donald of... Trump? Ha! <laughs> uh, ben, what do you think of when you think of science projects? Uh, well, you've already said American, so I think America is where you think of science projects. We don't really have them in the way that they have. Yeah, they're, so they're I, like I a... think the they're like it's, a staple the of American TV, aren't they? Yeah, it's it's the classic model of the solar system or um, baking soda and vinegar cardboard volcano. Totally, papier-mâché volcano. Or I think of uh, Osmosis Jones, the movie, where Bill Murray eats the oysters that the um, the dumb kid. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> had just started. He's just got polluted oysters and gone, oh, I've cleaned these. So he eats them all. Ah, uh, no, I feel Doesn't, sick. Does not end well. No, that itself but is I a failure. I shan't ruin that movie that came out like 
20 years ago for you. It's weird, isn't it, that, that America have so many diorama-based um, modules in their education system. <laughs> it's weird that they're uh, famously dumb people. Sorry. It just makes it easier to look at, isn't it? Yeah, it's true. I don't want to read about the things. Show me what you've learned. So in the 1980s, a bunch of Texan scientists got together and they decided that they were going to create a superconducting super collider. Yeah? It's, it's so Love super. It. It's twice super. It's superconducting and it's a super collider. So that's like super squared. It's a particle accelerator. It's going to be 87 kilometers in circumference and it's going to be built, yeah, huge. And it's going to be built under the Texas town of Waxahachie. And it's going to be built in the Ooh, 1980s. Where's, where's that Texas town? Waxahachie. It's in. Damn good name, isn't it? It's in Texas. Waxahachie. I'm avoiding discussing Texas. Yes. Um, the plans were pretty solid. Uh, it would be estimated to cost 4.4 billion US dollars. Uh, so they started work excavating millions of tons of soil. Uh, the scientific community questioned whether the money could be better spent literally anywhere else. Um, <laughs> NASA at the time were starting work on the International Space Station, which ended up costing about 150 billion US dollars. So, you know, when, when they were starting to build the ISS, they were kind of like, nah, we want a big, big. If there's any way we could have all the money, that would be just right. Um, Texas went, nope, want a big, big hole. Big, big donut hole under Waxahachie. Big, big hole. We want. we want to spin particles around it, go doing, see what happens. Uh, I'm, not a phys I'm not a physicist. I don't know if that's what happens. I'm pretty sure it is, though. But I, um, I am a physicist, and that's pretty much what happens. So by 1992, the cost of the superconductor had doubled to 9 billion US dollars and it had raised again to 11 billion the next year by 1993 they had spent 2 billion US dollars by digging about a quarter of the tunnel and that was the point that the government were like nope we gotta, we gotta stop all this thing and to this day there's a $2 billion tunnel under Waxahachie that goes from Waxahachie to Waxahachie. To slightly further away in Waxahachie. It's just, it's a very expensive hole to nowhere. Um, uh, but the International Space Station works, so that's nice. That's real good. I'd like to think that that's what's on the sign. Yeah. Waxahachie, population, some people... The expensive hole to nowhere. Yeah, the expensive hole to slightly further up the down road. the road. Um, yeah, so it's 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 nice that they um, they they cut their losses and they were like, we are technically uh, we're two billion dollars in, which is just under half of what the whole thing was supposed to have cost. But we can see that we've only dug a quarter of the hole, and digging the hole is like not even all of the work. <laughs> I mean, so, it's the, that would be the, like the simplest bit, surely. It's you getting would imagine. all of the important stuff in the hole. Liam. Hello. E.T., the extraterrestrial. Yeah, the film or like the really character? terrestrial. Right. I mean, the, the characters from the film. Yes. We know that to be true. Yes, insofar but as a fictional you, thing is true. But there is, the, there is a video game. 
There is. As we have probably discussed. But not on the live stream, and I thought this was... The... Shut up. <laughs> yep, you got me there. <laughs> so, f- fuck you, is why. Ben, what about fuck you, huh? Well, it's not always you. Sometimes it's <laughs> fuck me. Yes. Sometimes. E.T., the extraterrestrial. It was a film. The film was a huge success with his little fingers and his big head and his little woggly... I've not seen it, I'll be honest. Ben did a weird dance to uh, simulate fingers. It... I I liked it. I was a fan of that dance. It just won't translate to um, audio very well. If you can think of what marmalade looks like, that's what the dance looked like. Carry on. That's the dance. Mm. Um, No, I've not seen it. I agree with... um, uh, what Greg Davis says in one of his stand-up shows, if I saw that in my shed, I would have stoved its head in with a shovel. Yeah, 100%. It's an it's a nightmare. Yeah, it really is. But, um, yeah, given that it was a very successful movie, Atari decided to make a game for it. Successful movie, successful game. Of course, what could go wrong? So, um, they had five weeks to make it. Okay, a whole a whole ass game. Yeah, they wanted it right. uh, ready for Christmas in okay. 1982. So I don't know if many people out there know about making games, but it takes a while if you want them to be coherent. Yeah, or good or games. What was released in Christmas 1982 was not good. Yeah, not coherent and barely a game. It was. Just little squares that would go and fall and die any time they went off the side of the monotone green screen. Yeah, that's less than ideal. Um, (laughs) It's cited as the worst game of all time, one of the biggest commercial failures in video game history, and um, it is cited as being a major contributing factor to the video game crash of 1983 yes and it's blamed for a lot blamed for so much yeah yeah uh, to the point where it was <laughs> things actually there was a big hole in texas <laughs> oh no <laughs> where they dumped so many of these et cartridges it was it was a rumour for a while yeah. that there was a hole in the desert somewhere, but there was. Um, only 10% of the ET cartridges were in the hole. There was loads of others. There were... What, so it was 1,300 ET cartridges, along with another 728,000 cartridges of other games. Oh, OK. So it was just a, it was a big... Let's get it rid was of these... Big old hole with the load right. of games in, but... Spicy Chai so says it's probably haunted. Like, haunted game cartridges. I'd play that. I'd play a haunted game cartridge. It'd be interesting. Yeah, it would be different. It would spice up an afternoon, for could, sure. Could be spooky. So, yeah, <laughs> I wonder if they spooky. used um, that hole that they... I know, they couldn't have used the hole that they dug, that your your friends dug. My friends... I don't yeah. want credit for that. Uh, Texan, why not? Texan buddies. How come? Uh, because this was in um, 1983. 
yeah. where they overproduced and buried them. There was a um, there was a documentary on Netflix a few years ago that that was was generally about this um, this game and, and and sort of rumors within the gaming industry, and it is weirdly blamed for an awful lot, a, a lot of it unfairly. Like it was it was a bad game, but like it just wasn't quite as bad as most people believed. But for some reason, it's blamed for like everything. Uh, pretty sure I mean, it started game because it hit game. news so much and lost yeah. so much money. Yes, yeah, it became like a bit of a, a bit of a, um, a scapegoat. A scapegoat, a bit, yeah, a bit, a bit of a legend. A bit of a legend. Bit of a legend. Um, bit of a legend. Bit of a legend. Did Game Grumps play the ET game? I feel like they found it and played it or something. Uh, I, I yes, could be Game Grumps did. I don't think they played it for very long because it is genuinely just unplayable it's pretty crashy like you don't know it i i don't know if if the game's doing something wrong if you're doing something wrong or if the game doesn't know i'm pretty sure the game doesn't know either i think it's it's perfectly i I could be misremembering but i think it's perfectly possible to get stuck in a big hole within the first five minutes and there's just no way to get out you just get stuck in a hole and that's you done that's you in the hole now um which is some weird poetic justice, considering where most of the cartridges ended up. Big old hole. Big old hole. I've got some little honourable mentions. Would you like to hear an honourable mention? How honourable are they? Should they not be dishonourable if they're failing? If they're failures. All right, a dishonourable mention. Thank you. That'll do. Ages and ages ago, someone had blockbuster video out for too long. And they didn't want to pay the $40 late fee. That's a lot of late fee. That's big. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a big late fee. Yeah. They did do that, but then they thought, ah, fuck this. I'm going to make a uh, DVD rental service that doesn't do late fees. You can keep them as long as you want. And that was the first iteration of Netflix. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Where they would, where they would send out uh, just DVDs and some <laughs> games. Yeah. And you could have them for a while and then you send them back and they send you another one. Yeah. After many moons, the uh, the fella, known as Reed Hastings to those who knew his name. And if you didn't know uh, his name, uh, he was, hey, someone in the bush. Guy. Him again with his DVDs. <laughs> He's flinging discs um, he at people from the bush. Like he approached man. the former Blockbuster CEO and asked, um, it was like, I'll give you my company for $50 million. Yeah. Have, have this Netflix. The uh, guy, John Antioco, mm-hmm. said that it was a very small and niche business and said, nah, not interested, stupid. Netflix is now um, bringing in... Oh, it, sorry, it has a $32.9 billion market price. Yeah. So that was a beginning for Netflix, but a block, blockbuster fuck-up. It's, it's only a quarter of the uh, International Space Station, which puts it all in context. You could, but you could have built a lot of hole. You could build a lot of hole. That's true. A lot of it's hole a big for that kind of money. Yeah. So, like, what's interesting about that is is not only has Netflix kind of replaced Blockbuster by essentially being Blockbuster 
uh, it's also then developed into its own thing and like essentially kickstarted streaming and is its own like production house now as well. Um, yeah. Like commissioning original content and stuff. Um, it's all good things. It's all good things. Uh, it's supposed to be one of those Mainly. companies that is like weirdly hemorrhaging money, but also like obviously very popular. Um, yeah, fun. Sorry, I'm it just hemorrhages, more but terms. it doesn't really matter. Yes, no one cares if it hemorrhages. Cool. You got any more honourable mentions? Uh, I got one more, and then we'll do your one. Sounds good. That's how turns work. That's how turns work, people. <sighs> Come on. I'll be honest. This one I just put in because I I didn't know it. Have you seen the footage for the moon landing, Liam? What, the fake one that the sheep will believe is real? Yeah, I've seen it. Jet Wrong. fuel. Oh, shit, okay. My bad. Ha-ha. Oh, you got me. I'll be honest, you, you, you went somewhere that I didn't expect you to with that, so I'm just going to plough on with my method of speaking to you. You're wrong. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> right. Um. So they obviously have footage they had the first footage of someone on the moon yeah and they're very important things to see mm-hmm. you wouldn't want to lose those tapes would you i personally wouldn't want to be responsible for those tapes going missing i feel that would be a egg on face type day it would yeah unfortunately oh no they did get misplaced our oh, piss and then they found but then they found them again right but they had been taped over Oh, no. To save money. Yeah. Apparently, it only would have taken, like, $4.1 billion to get more tapes, but they were digging this big hole somewhere in Texas. you got to dig a hole, man. You ever been to the seaside? Yeah. you got to dig a hole. Got to. It's the law. Yeah, it is the law. Uh, so if you look, if you see any of the footage now, it has been recreated by... Um, the footage from the TV stations around the world. So the footage would have been sent from the original tapes to... TV stations. Right, okay. And then NASA had to phone everyone up going, have you got any of that moon stuff left, please? So so the original tape's gone, but they've got the copies that were sent out. They've got the footage, but the original... Right. the They've got the NFTs, or whatever the fuck they call them now. That's not... Let's not even... Let's not even nah, open prob- that door. Probably best not to if I can't even get the letters right. Um... The what I thought you were going to genuinely say that's why they they faked it because they lost the original. That's tape. why they faked it because they lost yeah. the original ones. So it's like the Mitchell and it. Webb, it's the Mitchell and Webb bit where they realise it's cheaper to just go to the moon and film the fake moon landing, yeah, <laughs> than to build a set because <laughs> we're going to have to build a big rocket either way. So we may as well actually go. Might to the as well moon. do it. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I was going to say that's um, that's also how uh, BBC lose quite a lot of. Or lost quite a lot of the old um, comedy stuff. Like there was, um, I think, a Morecambe and Wise episode that was aired over Christmas that had had been lost until, I guess, this year when someone's relative, I guess, passed away and they found a load of VHS tapes. And um, yeah, there, there was the lost Morecambe and Wise episode on there. That kind of thing happens all the time. But luckily, people tend to, or people used to record stuff because they liked hoarding i guess um yeah i've i've yeah, got a bit i mean of a i'm sure that i've got i've got some old vhs's oh yeah i got loads i um i have a story this is a story that um 
when me and Ben had a had a call earlier in the week to sort of to sort of hash out what we were going to do this episode, he put me onto this. Um, so in many ways, Ben, oh, yeah. this is your fault. Um, this story is Ben's fault because Ben gave me the headline and I was like, oh yeah, that sounds dumb. And then I started looking into it and it's this whole fucking thing. Firstly, like his name is not pronounced how it looks like it should be pronounced based on it being written down. So if I call this man Joquin at any point, that's what's happened. Because this thing that's spelt Joquin is pronounced Joaquin. And I'm sorry, but those are not the fucking letters you used. So you're called Joquin now. <laughs> this is a dyslexic wow. nightmare. I'm so angry. Yeah. Well, he said, how do I have to Google that? Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix. Dyslexic nightmare. Incredible actor. Uh, known for his roles in Gladiator. I think that was his, his big one as the baddie in Gladiator. Mm-hmm. Hotel Rwanda, Walk the Line, Joker, Signs, and many other films. So, firstly, Joaquin Phoenix has had a bit of a life. He was born into the Children of God cult. Still active to this day, by the way. Uh, his older brother, River Phoenix, died in the 1990s, aged 23. River Phoenix was actually going to be the famous actor in the family, and um, Joaquim only got his first acting roles as a child. I think acting alongside uh, River Phoenix, which is quite interesting. So when River died, I guess uh, Joaquim decided, oh, well, my turn, um, and became became the big actor in the family. Uh Joaquim has also struggled with alcohol addiction. Uh, I think there was something about his role in Walk the Line where he was being Johnny Cash, who also famously struggled with addiction. Um, I, I guess it unlocked something in him that he, he then had to uh, work quite hard to uh, deal with. Deal with, exactly. I was going to say repress. Overcome. But overcome is definitely a more triumphant word. Yes, um, overcome is better than deal with, and deal with is better than repress. Hundred <laughs> percent. Don't take <laughs> mental health advice from us, please, ever. Nah. Um, so he struggled with alcohol addiction, and, and you know he, he's had a bit of a, a bit of a rough uh, life. So I think to an extent we can um, we can cut him a bit of slack. Um, whatever he does is in is whatever he does in his life, as far as I'm concerned, he, he gets a pass. But but in 2008, Joaquin Phoenix announces his retirement from acting in order to pursue a rap career. Footage of his music performances is um, hard to watch. <laughs> I um <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I was so sure that you were going to say hard to find. Oh no, and, you can find it. It's real easy to find. Your little face was yeah. just like, "Oh, I I really tried to find some, but I couldn't." It's just, "No, I found some." And oh dear. I, I I'll give it this. <laughs> you can find it. <laughs> um it's it's real hard to watch, and you know what? Turning the sound off doesn't help much. Um, it's pretty bad. It's just awkward. It's because um, because he changes his aesthetic quite dramatically as well. He has this big unkempt beard. He wears these uh, dark shades, 
Um, he mumbles a lot and he, he's kind of not very responsive and he's kind of just a dick. Um, and there's this um, th this famous interview on uh, The Letterman Show, which again is incredibly awkward and really hard to watch. And he's just not very responsive and, he, and he's kind of rude and he's like... David he, Blaine. Yeah, a bit like... Yeah, kind of like David Blaine. Like, imagine a... Um, Imagine if David Blaine was actively trying to ignore the fact that he was on a chat show. That's the kind of vibe he's giving off. Um, again, quite hard to watch. Um, and apparently, all of it was staged. Biakuze, Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> I put so much effort into pronouncing his first name right that I said Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Just skipping over Biakuze. Biakuze. <laughs> Instead of the word because. Biakuze. Um, all you can upgrade is strength. Re ask me to... That's that's a different tangent. We'll get back to that. I've distracted myself. Because um, I'm sleepy, is why. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, motherfucker. Joaquin Phoenix. There you go. Phoenix. I'll just copy Wa and use that for all the others. Yeah, if we can just copy and paste me nailing it that one time. Joaquin Phoenix and Casey Affleck um, were creating a mockumentary entitled I'm Still Here. And all of this bullshit was part of the film. Uh, the film, which was, by the way, not well received. Um, it, the film itself is also incredibly awkward and incredibly hard to watch. Um, if they had made a prank show and said it was a prank show rather than what was supposed to be an arty mockumentary about what it is to be a celebrity, didn't land. If you called it a prank show, you would have had a really good prank show because it was hard to watch like a prank show. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's... <sighs> Don't watch it. <laughs> it's just not. It's just not. It's not worth it. Like the emotional damage it will do to you. It's not worth it. And it, it, what's what makes it really tricky to watch is because it becomes evident once you know it's a mockumentary that we, Joaquin Phoenix is playing a version of himself that is essentially a, a shitty version of Joaquin Phoenix, the the character. I'm going to say Phoenix every time now. I've ruined it. Lots of people, lots of people who are who are famous and use their own name as performers, are playing character versions of themselves. Like sure, all, all, all the all the big famous comedians. Uh, Jimmy Carr is playing the character of Jimmy Carr. Peter Kay is playing the character of Peter Kay, and the characters you're completely different when you're on camera because that's exactly how it is. Exactly that that's just how the entertainment industry works, and, and they're versions of yourself based on yourself. But you, you exacerbate certain things, you downplay other aspects, because otherwise you would be boring to watch. Um, and it's kind of like when me and Ben do this show, we, we do that a little bit. We act up certain aspects of our personality. What? Yeah, like how Ben is hypersexual off camera. Um, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Um, uh -huh. uh, so... <laughs> and... When you, when you learn that, it's it's important to bear in mind, especially that famously shitty people are acting and being characters as well. Uh, Katie Hopkins 
and Logan Paul aren't really like that. They don't really think the things they say or do. They're doing that because it earns them money. And because Which they still get, makes them dickheads. It makes them bad people, but they're doing it on purpose um, to make money. They're, they're acting. The reason that I feel like the I'm still here stunt doesn't work is because Joachim has now, after the publication of I'm Still Here, switched back to his original I'm Joachim Phoenix, I'm an actor, right? Um if if it was going to work i feel like he would have had to st- stick to the um he would have had to stick to the bad version character of himself like long term that would have had to be him from now on and like if he did um any of the any of the press stuff for joker he would have to be bad guy whacking phoenix um in order to make i'm still here believable because it's just not um yeah, he would have had to 100% commit to that shitty version of himself for the rest of his life the same way that Katie Hopkins and Logan Paul are committed to being shitty people. Um, there's a joke wasn't, in here somewhere. Go on. Oh, no, I was just going to say, wasn't it so, like, like he was being the shitty rap singer for that documentary? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Then he just all went, and I'm stopping it now. Cause it so, was... Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he was... He was essentially playing a character for this mockumentary, but the character was a a bad version of him. So it had his it was him, it was his name for all intents and purposes. It was him. And he went on like Letterman and, and did all this uh press as stuff. Shitty Phoenix. As Shitty Phoenix. But th- then that doesn't work because you're not that person. You've admitted that it was just an act or an art piece or whatever. So it just feels like more of a prank show than anything else. It felt it felt weird. It felt real weird. It felt like he might have tried to actually have done the rapping thing, seen that it wasn't working, and then going, "How do we get out of this?" It, uh, it absolutely. Documentary. Let's let's do that. Let's. It absolutely feels this like and then that. Just scratch it out. It feels like he had. A breakdown <laughs> and tried to recover. I don't know from why that. I laughed at that. That's yeah, that's funny. real mean of you, Ben. It it gen it really looks like he's going through a terrible time and has backpedaled and tried to retroactively come up with an excuse for that. And it's a not very good mockumentary. And there's a joke in here somewhere about uh, a phoenix rising from the flames, shitting itself and hoping no one noticed. I'm not going to make that joke. But the parts are there. You can you can do it yourself. Um, Welcome to the Conversation Had podcast. We don't tell the jokes. You make them yourself. We provide we've the given build. You the, we've given you enough stuff that it should be funny. You put it together. If it's not funny, it's your fault. We give you the very basic building blocks of comedy. And frankly, if it's not funny, um, it is entirely on you. Um, Joachim Phoenix. Yep. Christ. Yeah. It's um don't what don't watch the rap. It's not worth it. It will it I'm will, gonna do that. I'm gonna Google it later. Don't, because you'll you'll make a loss. Like you you will you will lose out. You will be less of a person for watching it. No, I'm gonna do it. It's like the one ring. It's not a good idea. It's shiny I'm and appealing. Alright. You you only have yourself to blame. Don't be texting me at five a.m. Just like I've been watching fucking Phoenix rapping <laughs> for four hours. Why can't I pull myself away from it? Fair enough. 
<sighs> Liam. Hello, Ben. Do you want to see if the good news button works? Um, yeah. I really do. Yeah, that, 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 that button. This is the conversation hat. I've got some good news, Liam. Bloody hell. It's what the segment was made for. KFC are doing plant-based nuggets. Oh, yeah. And they have been well-received. They have been described as finger-licking good. Right. It's only in America, um, which makes sense, because if you were having KFC in this country, it's just shit. Yeah, it's it's not it's as not good. not very nice. Yeah, that's true. Same with Burger King. Real shame. Yeah. Go to Prague and have either of those things, and you have got fucking gourmet cuisine in comparison. It's amazing. <laughs> Cool. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Good good chicken. Good chicken. If KFC. anyone in America wants to post us some nuggets, we will be open to that. Ooh, yum, <laughs> yum, yum, yum. Mm, they're old. Delicious. <laughs> Get here when they're old. Um, what I good have... things have you seen? What have you done? So long-term listeners will know that I have a real bee in my bonnet when it comes to uh, education uh, like worldwide, but especially in the UK, um, and especially in re- recent years, the TLDR yeah. is that shit's fucked, basically. Um, this story is from Positive.News. The headline reads, Forest schools are booming in the UK. Do you know about forest schools, Ben? Is it where you go and learn in the trees? Yes, it's one of them things where if you put the two words together, you sort of work out what it is. Forest I assumed schools, that it would be like the Lost Boys from Peter Pan, but with it's not. It's not dissimilar. I think they have real Ooh. snacks rather than imaginary snacks. Forest schools are the perfect remedy, remedy to... Mm, I really fucked my words today. You forest did. Schools, it's impressive. Forest it's, schools. It's night time. Yeah, it's because it's the night time, and I'm one of them. Um, one of them beanie babies where if you get it what, it kills you. Um Gremlins, that's what I'm thinking You of. did not understand Gremlins. <laughs> Didn't watch it. I did have some beanie babies that kept trying to kill me. Um, okay. Forest schools are the perfect remedy to the lockdown where all of us had to live our lives online, which was especially damaging to our young people. Forest schooling is an extracurricular process where young people learn skills outdoors, including self-reflection, and they're taking risks in a safe environment, taking risks in terms of Climbing a tree, and if you fall, it's fine because there's a grown-up with a net. And also taking risks uh, socially, like, I want to play with Timmy. Timmy hates me. Oh, well. Taking risks in a safe environment. Forest school activities have a measurable advantage on young people's emotional development, as well as their intellectual and academic development. So it's pretty rad that the uh, that forest schools as a thing are booming. Most of them, it sounds like, are oversubscribed. I think you do it um, two hours a week for two years in uh, primary school. I think, like, year five, six, whatever age that is. Like, ten? Are you ten? I'm not personally. It's been a while. Like, old enough to climb a tree, uh, but young enough for it to be, you know, encourageable and not, like, a crime. Um, Forest schools. You got something to plug, Ben? I do. I've got two things to plug. Three Bloody things hell. to plug, really. Oh, gosh. Um, Book of Boba Fett on Disney+. Plus. That's yeah, good, good shout. Yeah, it's really um, good. 
I've also now TV. I've binged through most of Dexter New Blood today. I really enjoyed the 20th anniversary Harry okay. Potter thing. I nice, love that yeah. they barely use J.K. Rowling. Yes, yeah, she and can. And the fuck bit off. that they did, the bit that they did use was archive footage from ni- 2019, when uh, before she went weird. So <laughs> it was bef- sort of before she went weird, yeah. and it had fuck all to do with her now. Anyway, anyway, so that was cool. Um, but my other little plug is independent coffee shops. Go and okay. have a coffee somewhere that you've not had a coffee before. I went and had a coffee in a. I walked past my normal coffee place and went a few doors down because I hadn't been there before. Fair. Quite nice. I had breakfast with me and I felt very fancy. Can I do an addendum to that? If there's a, if there's like a restaurant or a cafe or or any, anything like that that you have been to and enjoyed, go back, buy more coffee. Oh yeah, do so. Support your fun local businesses, but also. Learn of the others. I'm guess, I guess I'm encouraging coffee here. That's the thing. Uh, coffee. Coffee. I do. Th- we could. We could absolutely do like a late night talk radio type thing. I think we'd go insane. We should do. Look I'm going to say it now. Let's do a 24 hour talk show a fun. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's absolutely do it. It would be awful. Yeah. Okay. We'll, t- we'll talk. We'll we'll throw some ideas around. We're going to wrap up the podcast first. Uh, we're going to wrap up the podcast with my plug, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll talk some more. That's the benefit of the live stream uh, podcast, Pod Babies, is that we keep talking once the show's over. <laughs> you get Profit. to hear past Liam's plug. I have one something normally just reserved for GPs. Not with the amount we pay them. Not even sure what I mean by that. <laughs> There's the joke. Fill in the gaps, and if it's not funny, your fault. My plug is the Bob's Burgers movie. There's a movie. There's a movie. The uh, the trailer dropped a few days ago. Looks pretty good. You can tell it's a big deal because it's it it's essentially Bob's Burger, but they've added shadow rendering, uh, which is how you know it's going to be good. <laughs> like like all like the Rugrats movie, like all of that. It's where and the, the money Powerpuffs goes. movie, they've just added shadows. Uh, late May, I think we get it. I'm excited for the Bob's Burgers movie. It's going to be dope. Um, right to wrap up. Ben, where are you online? I'm on Instagram at Spike Pearson, P-I-E-R-S-O-N. You can see pictures that I am taking. Uh, hopefully every day this year there will be one at least, or may- might be somewhere I'm having to catch up. I might have gone to have coffee somewhere new. I might have put knickers on my head. You just don't know. It's a real wild card. <laughs> <laughs> I am at LT Guitarist and all the things I spend most of my time posting music and stuff to Twitter. You can find Conversation Hat on Twitter, Instagram, and for some ungodly reason, TikTok at Convo Hat Podcast. Uh, you should come hang out in the Discord. The Discord is a cool place to hang out. Come. We put links all over the place. If you make stuff, I want to see the stuff you make, and we're going to show Spicy Chai Bunny. Yeah, we're going to share the uh, the drawing that Spicy Chai Bunny did of me. I've seen it. It's it's unflattering in a way I have not been unflattered before. So thank you for that. Yes, <laughs> that means it's perfect. That means it's just right. Nailed it. Thank you so much to our Patreon supporters who've helped develop the show over the years. Patreon pod babies get early access to episodes and an exclusive single question mini episode every month. Con- uh, Patreon.com forward slash conversation hat. That is the end of the podcast. Me and Ben are going to keep talking at each other because I'm pretty sure if we stop talking, we'll die. Oh, no.
Bye.